Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, standing six foot two, 298 pounds, hailing from Nassau County, Long Island, it's the number one fuck boy, Johnny G, John Gabers. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson Maine. What happened to him? He died. He killed himself. Joining me in the high mighty, my upstairs neighbor is flipping out for a night record in quarantine. I'm screaming, you're screaming, but the reason I'm so fucking amped up is because of my guest. I'm a longtime listener of his, so excited to have him on High and Mighty from LA Pod. It's Scott Ranger. Your upstairs neighbor is really screaming because this is how they found out Jackson Maine killed <laughs> That's what they're really upset about. <laughs> you're not supposed to go to the CMTs with him. <laughs> I still think Jackson Maine, uh, was, it was a conspiracy how he died. I think same shit with like, like Hillary was behind it or something. <laughs> the websites while I'm she following. Was in, while she was in the woods. Yeah. That was what she was actually doing. <laughs> She was. She got severely. A lot of people were right. Hillary was severely injured in the 2016 election, but it was because she <laughs> broke her fucking arm choking out Jackson Maine. <laughs> <laughs> this, this motherfucker, like Taylor Swift, couldn't be bothered to endorse me. <laughs> Go to one sleep. woman wrecking crew. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking out country artists one by one. <laughs> uh, we were just talking a little bit off mic before we got on because we had a, I had a communication snafu where I tried to reschedule twice, but including the second email was to reschedule back to the original time to an old work email of yours. <laughs> but yes. Realizing today, I uh, we are recording this on the 8th for uh, this week's episode, but I listened to LA Pod this morning and... You had mentioned you have left your, we call them survivor <laughs> jobs, day jobs in the industry, but for you, you left your gig. Right. I, uh, what was that Dolly Parton working the five to nine thing that she just did for the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's me now. I'm doing, I'm doing gig work 
24-7 now. <laughs> 12, 12, uh, perfect. 24-7. <laughs> nice shift. <laughs> Thank yeah. God I got rid of this steady day job. Now I could just write $10 medium articles <laughs> four, from 4 to 7 in the morning. <laughs> oh, God, $10, I wish. No, yeah, so I, I did. I left uh, I left my, my steady paycheck behind for the exciting world of local news, podcasting, uh, LA Pod. We, we, his and I... Always, my co-host Hayes Davenport and I always envisioned a world in which we could prove that local news was not boring or depressing, and we've done at least half of that. Like yeah. we can make people can interested be in how depressing. It is. <laughs> Rarely boring, often depressing. <laughs> at so, least not LA specific, but this year specific. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 universal <laughs> everywhere is, is equally depressing it's just a, 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 yes it is a standardized gray stew of news now so uh yeah that's that's been exciting that's my big 2021 uh th- we, we actually have a a couple of other projects that Hayes and I are working on right now in like in furtherance of, of that goal of just getting people engaged locally. So that's so uh, exciting. Uh, we're it talking just like a good time. It's a, good it's time a perfect to, time. To, to, the to job market your, is uh, wide open. Now's cut the time. your legs out from under you. <laughs> I was I, so I ripped up my insurance forms and I'm <laughs> <laughs> and started volunteering at a vaccination site. <laughs> Uh, you, do do you really need an umbrella if it's already if you're already soaked to the yeah, bone? Right, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say welcome to the uh, podcaster life. It seems to Thank be you. it seems to be pandemic proof. If you can live off nine hundred dollars a month, <laughs> <in the shade. laughs> that's so, that's so fucking exciting. Uh, this is how much I hate other. I hate work. Hearing yeah. you. Uh, borderline stranger we've interacted a few times online a handful of times over zoom on each other's pods but i was like i'm so happy for scott i was like, yeah i don't know That's your personal your vi- life at all and i was like he's got so much more time day. yeah exactly it, re- <laughs> it helped my day it really because i i have had no job for a long period of time but today i had to shoot something and it sucked and i was yeah. like oh man and shooting something is the job i quit my day job for and now i'm like i want to quit this and just podcast <laughs> i was mad that i had to do that i was like i want to just go back home and talk into a microphone i do have a little bit of worry that i will never be able to do like because b- podcasting is so great that I, I worry that i will never be able to actually do other things right oh. i won't be able to turn it back on oh i'm learning so well in the last few years now i'll toot my own horn for a second i'm very good at podcasting i'm very good at being a guest on people's podcasts (laughs) that skill is rapidly drying up we have like four years of podcasting left (laughs) right what am i really good at (laughs) i think you're talking about talking gabris i'm like no specifically (laughs) talking while being on and not caring what the other person says (laughs) it's my my skill set which is not considered a good skill in any other profession The, the art of having a conversation that strangers want to listen to. Right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> as long as that remains marketable, I mean, we're, we're solid. Uh, <laughs> if you want, though, I mean, stick with me because I can I can shoot you. Uh, I can shoot you pictures of, of me putting together today. My big project was putting together 
stands for my Sono speakers, uh, which I yeah. think are like <laughs> the brand that Patrick Bateman would have bought if there were like a <laughs> American Psycho 2021. <laughs> yeah. What you're listening to are Sono speakers. Promo code Bateman. <laughs> uh, Huey Lewis in the News sounds best when played through two speakers on individual shelves. <laughs> If you don't pair, if you don't do the uh, stereo pairing, then you're not hearing it as Huey Lewis intended. <laughs> um, that speaking of uh, the ability to keep uh, keep people interested in a conversation they're not having, <laughs> let's introduce our topic today. Now, so on the LA pod, uh, LA podcast, yeah. which is you, Hayes Davenport, and Alyssa Walker, you guys discuss local LA stuff. But one big thing that you guys are all into, which is sort of global, more is bigger than LA. But yeah. you're we're specifically into it, and this is exactly what Hayes and I discussed on uh, a uh, episode a year or two ago of High and Mighty. Because I'm obsessed with it too, as a New Yorker turned Angelino. And then, like, uh, lazy person turned, um, like, green energy guy. So now I'm, like, right. all about walking in public transit. And I'm, like, I'm having every everyone on from L.A. Pod on to talk about this to get this fucking about transit. I didn't I, realize that was what Hayes came on to talk about. <laughs> I feel like we maybe talked about, like, improving L.A. life or helping homelessness. It was so I'm. What I'm just trying right. to do is get the important shit you guys are talking about on your podcast to about. 30% of the mouth breathers that I have that uh, <laughs> won't listen to a hot podcast that sounds like homework, you know? <laughs> right. They're like, oh, hi, I'll that. get stoned <laughs> and learn about the fucking Metro link. <laughs> I, have, I, lit, I have no desire to assign people homework either. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, it is, uh, it's an unfortunate quirk of my personality that half of what I say ends up being about Metro. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if I could get away from it, I think I would. <laughs> Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, it, there's like the saying like do what you love you never work a day in your life for me it's uh, do what your undiagnosed OCD compels you to do well, that's, that's an interesting way to look at it people say like you know if you do what you love you never work a day in your life is the expression but if you do what your brain chemistry compels you to do for a living then you're accidentally uh, working for the rest of your life which exactly. for me is dominating conversations, which is like what people hate inviting me to parties for, but it helps in this one instant. So yeah, it's not we're just me, it's my brain id. chemistry. Yeah, we're putting our ids on full display here. Yeah. My id is just pure tra uh, transportation. Why not have a link there? Right. Uh, but what I, as I lived in New York for t like 10, 12 years, I was... Uh, New York City, uh, and I was scared mm -hmm. at first of public transit, and then I evolved because I grew up in the suburbs, so I went from car guy to transit guy, and then moved to LA eight years ago, and had to, and I was so dragging my feet about a car, I hated it, and now yeah. I'm like, like car I guy. can see, yeah, I'm a car guy. I, I don't, I don't, I have a, I drive a fucking Volkswagen station wagon nine <laughs> years in, so I'm not that much a car guy, but I, yeah, in I like the idea of having a car, something I never had before. It feels like a layer of freedom that I never had before. The ability to get like 90 minutes away from the city on my own. Right. It feels good, but it shouldn't be the fucking norm. I live right <laughs> off Melrose and I live off. I live in between Melrose and Beverly in like West okay. Hollywood. So I see That's a great area for, I mean, as far as LA goes for like 
you got buses that actually will show up eventually, which yes. is a vast improvement over large parts of LA. Uh, I mean, you're adaptable, is what I'm hearing. You're, yes. you- <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, the thing about, and we moved to this neighborhood, I think a lot of uh, New Yorkers in the comedy scene moved to uh, Los Feliz when they come out yeah. here, or that east side. But I think a lot of us also are drawn to this area because we were so New York City at this point, we were afraid to like, Wait, it needs to have at least one coffee shop under four blocks. You know, like we had <laughs> all these plans to walk to things. And like yeah. now no one does that. And nine no. years have passed and I have make my own coffee at home now. And I'm like, well, now I don't <laughs> need to live in a small apartment in the most walkable neighborhood in right. L.A. because no one's walking anywhere. There's not even right. a place yeah. to go legally. <laughs> the, the, the time that you're going to a coffee shop, it's like eight miles away. You're in a studio city to meet up with somebody for some one thing in a place that you're <laughs> not ever going to go back to again. <laughs> that is, I mean, that is, I think, the, the, the default for L.A. for so many people. Um, and it is... I I mean, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that you were uh, that you were afraid to use New York public transportation because my entree into uh, into your body of work is listening to you list out all the, <laughs> the, the LIRR stations. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I grew to love the train it, it, yeah. I, in this as a suburbs kid. It was like the city was also my parents were like closed minded, blue collar high school dropouts. So it was like the right. city is dangerous. And so yes. you gr- and then you eventually move there and you're like, wait a minute, at one thirty in the morning, I could stumble in here and stumble out <laughs> here. And it's like, this is a fucking. And then there's something about the being forced to be in public with other people that kind of like yeah. le- levels up your behavior a little bit. Like everyone has like a slight extra level of respect that is eliminated when you're all in your car on one Oh one. Like you're just like saying the worst things about a stranger. It's, it's literally like you're all in uh yeah, you're all in like a, a shared living room space or whatever. Like I, you know, I have my, my, pre-covid i have my bar that's like an extension of my living room and being in a subway car is kind of like that honestly everybody is kind of just like doing their their home things for the most part i love the feeling of being in public in a situation where not only am i not expected to uh like make conversation with people but it's frowned upon like that to me it takes a lot of pressure You're like, oh yeah, human human contact, but just enough, just just the right amount. What's it called with kids? Like parallel playing? Like you're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just they're both they're not interacting at all, but they're both on the same swing set. So I'm I'm proud of Scott. (laughs) (laughs) He's really opening up. He's playing near those other children. (laughs) I need not only do I need that, uh, but if I could actually have someone observing me and and like maybe giving me a check check mark on a clipboard or something saying yeah you did it <laughs> good hey, for you buddy <laughs> you're crushing not interacting with other people <laughs> <laughs> respectfully distanced yep uh, <laughs> yeah i mean the 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 my way that i discovered uh la transit and this is honestly hard for me to even believe at this point but there was a point when i first moved here uh, that I was a like I, I was doing courier work for hospitals in in LA, and so I spent literally uh, all the time that I was working on the freeways, mostly overnights, hating my life. Like literally, like until you know, until you work a shift where uh, it's like 
midnight to 8.30 in the morning and you're just literally driving all the way out to Orange County, up to Ventura County and back. And you, I I like had had the experience of uh, coming home towards the end of my shift and falling asleep on the like... (laughs) falling asleep on the off ramp of the 10 uh trying to get back to my office in culver city and like you know sliding into the guardrail (laughs) (laughs) it was terrifying it was terrifying and and you know i i had had so much frustration built up at that point but when i was not working i was like i cannot be anywhere the fuck near a car i just can't like you know like i I just can't see it. Uh, I feel and, you and, on and, that, dude. I feel I feel you on the swing the other direction where it's like I don't even want to be rem- reminded of. I don't even want to smell a whiff of a cologne right. of a coworker from that job right now. Like I know exactly. I, I go on Zoom lock after like a, two uh, podcasts or like a big long meeting or something like that. When uh, like my mother-in-law facetimes i'm like i can't uh-huh. look at a fucking computer screen again <laughs> meanwhile i'll look at it like for 11 hours playing witcher 3 but i won't <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> that's different that's restorative <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get to just shut off you know and not only is it fr- it's not only do not be, people will not talk it's frowned upon <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i it, it's completely swinging the other way i if you have suggestions on the zoom block i need that i i feel like i that i, I don't know other than like making fake events in my calendar how to achieve right, people right. <laughs> I, like, sorry I, can't, fi- I can't do it i find myself actively being like okay what's the exact opposite of zoom and it's like go f- <laughs> go for a walk or read a book and then you're like man those are like yeah, right. <laughs> those are big lifts right now <laughs> any- oh i can yeah, go I sit, sit down, on the porch sit down and- with a book for for maybe a uh, uh, five, 10 minute stretch, you read, you know, maybe a sentence or two, maybe the same sentence twice. Then you just say like, you know, it's it's not happening for me today. It might not happen for the rest of <laughs> pandemic. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm trying so desperately. My listeners are so tired of hearing me talk about this, but I'm trying so desperately to become a reader again. I've like, I feel like a fucking, I feel like flowers for Algernon. Like I have no <laughs> idea. Like I'm like gifted child turns 40 year old man who's like books are hard (laughs) (laughs) i honestly i feel like everybody so for me like i i definitely when we first started quarantine obviously not knowing it was going to be as long as it has been while everybody else was doing their self-improvement thing making sourdough what the fuck ever i went hard the other direction i was like i'm just gonna wallow in this for a while like you were making cocktails a lot right I was making cocktails, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, w- without really the uh, the good sense to to actually like learn how to make them taste good. So it really, just ended up being uh, about a half a glass of, of alcohol with a little <laughs> bit of bitters dashed in there. It's like uh, someone's like, "What have you been getting into lately?" You're like, "I'm actually getting really into mixology." It's like, "Oh, what are you making?" I'm like, "Whiskey with ice in it." <laughs> oh, okay. So you're getting into alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But you try to dress it up. Like, I'm really into fitness. I'm constantly running away from women's bathroom windows. It's like, dude, that's not exercise. But you're, you're clearly describing something else in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like learning what uh, what is the appropriate amount of gin to put in a glass to, to you know, how, how, to, how to balance the ice cube just right. So that, <laughs> the ratio when it melts. 
it's it's really it's all about chemistry. Uh, that's that's mixology to me. We started with a lot of gin, and we're gonna work our way down a little bit. We're gonna have a less than a lot, and then slightly more less than that, and we're gonna just figure out the right amount. But we're starting. We're guessing. Right out the bat with a lot of gin. <laughs> at, at, I mean, at this point, at this point, though, I am now my my big thing when I'm trying to do self improvement is uh, I, I'm just trying to cook. I'm trying like not even bake. I'm just trying to cook my meals. And instead of ordering in from the same five to 10 restaurants, which felt great for maybe six months or so. And now it's right. kind of depressing, like everything else. Were you a, were you a cook before shit hit the fan? Were you able like and I not a cook, it's but like, relaxing to me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I find it very, very relaxing to uh, to put my apron on, to get in the kitchen, to to throw together uh, the thing that the thing about cooking for me though is I don't have recipes. I'm not good with recipes, and so it, it basically has to be, uh, it, it's like improv in the kitchen. And when it comes together, that's a great feeling. And right, then right. When, you, when you're really hungry and you fuck something up and it tastes terrible, that's a that's a bad feeling. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, that's been that's been my practice. My that my self work. Uh, during pandemic is is getting into some uh some more real cooking techniques trying uh, to trying to I hone my ability yeah I, I i've always been able to cook but my wife is more of a cook so like i don't get to do it that much especially now that she's always around normally i would like cook myself weird meals when she was gone i'd be like this is how you try to make uh you know it's a shrimp quesadilla or whatever right. uh that's my idea of a weird meal <laughs> just <laughs> Weird for me to like, make that say, for myself. A, <laughs> like, that seems like it would be a hard one to really screw up in a meaningful way. Yeah. Oh, you mean worst case scenario, you're just rolling up tortilla, cheese, and shrimp, and it's a fucking win-win. <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> it it is it is rewarding. I I it's rewarding. And then the thing that leaks into my brain when I'm doing it that makes it negative for me is how difficult it is for me. Yeah rubs up against like if i know someone else would do this so much easier i should just let them do it and even though i feel reward here here's a great example uh someone got me a bidet shout out to the sakame brothers listeners <laughs> got me a bidet for christmas sent it to the uh -huh. and it's fucking beautiful and i finally getting around to setting it up this week and i can't <laughs> i spent like 4 hours trying to hook it up to the t and it's like it's so simple it's just this t valve sweet lap you know and i was like uh huh got it i tried for a, a full day could not get it took like a full night off used my wife's bathroom for the night because the water was shut off <laughs> she's not happy that i'm shitting in her uh, toilet now so i fucking Spend the next day. I can't do it. We have to call a plumber, pay $200 to have a guy put a bidet in. <laughs> it's like three different screws. He's like, but he goes, were you trying to turn? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you destroyed the inside or you fucking ruined your whole toy. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the way he talked, my dad is deceased. And I felt like my dad channeled this guy in this one oh moment. It was like, you fucking ruined the toilet, Johnny. <laughs> like, I just felt... Uh, as a child, I, I had a bidet just appear in my in my bathroom one day early on in the in the pandemic because my, my my wife got it uh, because hell yeah there was no toilet paper anywhere there was just no right? toilet paper right so it was during that it was during that period where everyone was like okay well nuclear winter what am I what do I need toilet paper 
uh, Red Bull, whatever. Like all yeah. these things just disappeared from the <laughs> shelves. Gun sales, toilet paper, and tushy bidets sold out in no time. <laughs> it was like AR-15s and toilet paper. If that's not like fucking what, what's his name? The uh, the I'm like all over the place mentally, but that's like the most indi- <laughs> an indictment of American culture. It's toilet paper and guns. It's like shitting and bullets. That's what we are. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking like a Paul Verhoeven movie would have like toilet paper and like his oh, yeah. gun when... in the tank of the <laughs> yeah, toilet. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> and this one comes with a gun in the toilet. Enjoy it, you pig Americans. <laughs> uh, Is that done? Is that a Dutch accent? Hey, that's, uh, you know what? I. <laughs> That would be a great thing to get canceled for is for doing a Dutch accent. It's like, it was offensive. <laughs> John Cabris last night was wildly out of pocket with the Dutch accent. People are calling for his resignation. They want him to, They, I guess people don't listen to other podcasts. <laughs> this is the people, most offensive thing happening out there. Meanwhile, people, people are, are, are laying tulips at your front door. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, I but I gotta say, Scott, and just to downshift back to the conversation, I have an awful or a, a barely existent relationship with transit here in L.A. Yeah, and I, I feel mean, bad about. It. I've ridden the train like or bus like once or twice, and it was like purely because like, oh, there's a festival in Chinatown; it would just be easier to take the train. It, you know what I mean? Uber yes. sort of like knocked. Uh, even thinking about public transit out of the way at first, because we'd be like, oh, parking sucks over there. Maybe I'll take public transit. And then it's like, well, Uber eliminates that in a way too. Yes. And, and it feels, but now would be the perfect time to use public transit. But now I'm scared again of <laughs> diseases. I taken, I've taken the bus a couple of times during the pandemic. And what is wild about it is, uh, well, I mean, first of all, everything is free. They've, they've made everything free during the, during the pandemic, not because, you know, they're like, uh, they feel particularly bad about the the situation for all of the workers who are trying to get around on the buses, but because the drivers actually said the fare box is up here right next to us and we don't want the fucking germs anywhere near us so they can't collect fare. So first of all, it's free. And second of all, I should have known by the way. And it wasn't for empathy reasons. Of no. course. Why I go like, surprise to fucking prize? <laughs> It's because it wasn't, it wasn't thought- because the the like the, the the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day or whatever. Like they also they also cut service at the same time that they were doing this. So the buses are are packed, and uh and everybody all, like the drivers have their little safety zone where you're not allowed to go, but everybody else is kind of just crammed in there. And it's like, uh you know, uh good luck to you. And there's not gonna be there's not gonna be like. Ah, uh, sorry. There's already eleven people on this bus, sir. It's like, no, I have to go to work. I'm the reason I'm taking a bus in a pandemic is yeah. because I have to do something essential. Get me on the fucking bus. <laughs> they they leave it to you. They're like, oh well, you know, if you uh, if you don't feel safe getting on this bus, wait for the next one. They cut service, so the next one may be coming in twenty twenty five minutes. And I mean, if you just if you just imagine being uh, the domestic worker, right, who shows up at uh tom super bowl champion tom brady's house in brentwood <laughs> 25 minutes late <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, i'm sorry my bus was like <laughs> you know, what do you think they're doing they're canning you right yeah <laughs> yeah if you work for tb12 uh supplements and 
Your bus, you have to get on the next. I can't get on the next bus. If I'm not there, Tom Brady will eat a nightshade and he'll die. And he can't die. <laughs> He's got to win 10 more Super Bowls. <laughs> it's it's all precious. part of his I... deal with his devil. <laughs> the deal he made with the devil. <laughs> to get to fuck Giselle, live to be 100 and play football into his 80s, but he can never quit. <laughs> it's like that Brendan Fraser movie, Bedazzled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly the one you're to, i'm friends with a guy who looks like brendan frazier in the corny romantic comedy beach scene when he's got like the weird face like i have a i know a guy who i shouldn't even said friend because now he might listen but <laughs> i know a guy who just looks like that and it was always like the second i met the dude i was like wow he looks like brendan frazier as the, so you saying bedazzled i don't know anyone else throwing that around out there, so. <laughs> i was pumped to hear it that's a rough cut uh yeah, yeah no i mean no people have people have the same i think reaction as you to uh to or the same relationship to transit here and i get it like i really get it it seems like at every opportunity uh you know the city makes it very tough like i i live i live in um silver lake i live really close to uh, a red line stop and i go out you know by that way every day and there are you just see like lines of people in the tiniest sliver of shade i think this is a common experience for people who live in la if you like if you come from a different city it is like you've landed on a foreign planet because like uh new york uh chicago any of these places if you if you are riding the bus around like you get bus shelters you get treated like you're a human being at the at the bare minimum but well, here in LA, even like, we like in chicago and, and new york if you're on the street you're part of an organism in la if you're on the street raw raw is not how you explain it. if you're standing on the street <laughs> walking in new york or chicago you're part of the larger city organism yes. if you're walking on the streets of la you are the city organism is cars and you are a like speed problem detriment you're a problem (laughs) and that's what's wrong with that's what's wrong like i'm dry i drive down melrose i live right off i drive down it every day and it's a clusterfuck and people are crossing not at lights and it's making like walking across and it's making it and you want to get angry and you're like no they should have a crosswalk (laughs) yeah no the people should be melrose should be you should be able to walk around here on melrose it makes sense it's a fucking it's all stores and i you guys, you guys on LA Pod have me fucking radicalized for <laughs> bus the designated bus lanes. And I'd I'm love like, to hear that. I'm screaming like my my wife and I. We have the same conversation every time we drive down Melrose. I'm like, all you do, give her to all this fucking parking, and you can have. And she's like, she's this guy. Well, if you're a business owner, are you mad that you're losing parking? I'm like. These people have one spot in front of their store. <laughs> and she's like, well, you could park at any of the spots around. I'm like, yeah, but if there's buses, people aren't going to park like yeah, park at Robertson or park at Highland, like build a parking structure at Robertson and Highland and like on ends of it. So people could be like, I want to ride the Melrose uh, bus all day and like and shop on both sides. You could fucking do it. We're poisoning. Like, we're poisoning relationships. Is, is yeah. a big part of what we do. Yeah. The main thing I do is, fight. LA Pod has taught me to fight with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It is like it, it's such a huge problem because the 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 buses here. I mean, God, the the bus on Melrose uh, and all of those ones that go across the LA base in Santa Monica Sunset, they go like five. They literally go like five miles an hour, and it's different than 
your crosstown buses in New York, which are also very, very slow, but like Manhattan is what, like two miles across? Like you're, yeah, nobody's yeah. trying to get, uh, <laughs> nobody's trying to get 20 miles across New York on bus because to, that's just and, like not and a in thing LA, there. you might need 20 minutes to get across the bus to get you to fucking Vermont and then need to yeah. go north or south or from there. And it's like, that's a People, lot of work. People literally are taking the bus 20 miles here in the city, yeah. and, that's, and that is a very sad state of affairs. You know, like those are the that's people who are taking lot of time. three hours yeah. to get to work. Uh, it's brutal. And that's the get, yeah. time that you're, 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 yes, you're never getting back. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I fully get it. Uh, and the, the crazy thing about, since you mentioned crosswalks, uh, is this is like, for, for me, this is, uh, I feel like somehow my life's mission has been become taking down LADOT the Department of Transportation <laughs> where their job is their job is putting in the crosswalks and they they won't do it they just like refuse to do it uh, they, uh their most common refrain uh other than saying just because you don't see a crosswalk doesn't mean it's not there which uh good luck with that uh the other yeah, one good luck is, telling that to the driver who's slamming on their brakes while the kid and a dog are in the fucking like stepping out onto the street you you actually nailed it because the the other response is come back when somebody dies they will they will straight up be like yes if there is uh if somebody dies somewhere that's the quickest way to get a, a crosswalk painted because <laughs> it becomes then a, an actual liability a proven liability for the city so department of transportation <laughs> is literally like go out there try your luck if you die maybe the next person gets to cross That's the fucking street. wild <laughs> that the department of transportation has people who are supposed to be thinking about transportation and what here's what they're thinking it's like well until someone dies there it, it's not proven to be dangerous it's like <laughs> exactly. we're talking about people blasting cars down road like we're to be and and it shouldn't be like a fucking pilgrimage like you know like you're like you said you're like trying to get to a coffee shop or something like i'm right. trying to make some kind of like grand <laughs> statement <laughs> right <laughs> all right I'm, I'm gonna fucking step into traffic at hollywood and highland <laughs> to finally get a crosswalk so i can get to <laughs> remember you know, me just just please. remember me and and then uh and then the next person who comes into office will demand that it gets taken out immediately. Uh, but now i'm scared that i said uh LA pod has radicalized me. What if I go so far into becoming like, I'm willing to die for the cause <laughs> step in front of a car and be like, We're, the Gabris crosswalk will be put in here. now." <laughs> Although I, I step into a car, I step into the street. <laughs> I end up getting they sued by the owner of the car. I destroyed that hit me. How <laughs> <laughs> was I supposed to know it was a Prius? I fucking wrecked it. <laughs> then you get to turn around and sue us for <laughs> finally. <laughs> That's all I want is to fucking sue some motherfuckers. (laughs) Premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. That is what Feels is. And Feels is also a proud sponsor of the High and Mighty podcast. Uh, Feels is premium CBD. So it naturally helps you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. I take a... Uh, a little droppers in the morning with my coffee and then a few more in the evening before bed. And I just had my morning ones with some morning coffee to record this ad and I'm ready. It's just a few drops under your tongue and you can feel the difference within minutes. And if you don't even know what CBD is or you're very confused by how it works, 
they offer a free hotline. There's no high. There's no hangover. There's no addiction. It just works naturally to make you feel better. It's a community. So join it and get feels delivered to your door every month. Uh, Become a member and get 50% off your first order. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash mighty to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash mighty. That's the shit that drives me crazy is, is hearing stuff like that where it's like my wife wanted to get a speed bump put in on our street because yeah. it's now the pass throughs in the would you refer to this area as the basin like that's where like yeah. Beverly uh, like this Hollywood West Hollywood area that I live in yeah people cut through these side streets insane of like course. I'm talking I'm talking like garbage trucks food delivery trucks <laughs> like neutral like i lived off the over the bqe in brooklyn yeah when i lived there for eight years i lived above the bqe and i had less like loud (laughs) random car noises than i do on a fucking cut through street people fly and tiffany went around and tried to get and they were like you have to get x amount of signatures from your neighborhood it's like who's gonna be anti a speed bump and I live on a street that's half that's L.A. on one side and West Hollywood on the other, which makes it parking insane, getting help, getting any (laughs) like the street signs are so how's that that campaign going? How's the signature gathering campaign going? Fuck, dude. No, like my my tips like shit. (laughs) Yeah, she she said that she said to the lady, whoever she talked to at three, wherever she talked to in the city, she was like, I'm not going door to door in this. Like, can we just (laughs) you would think like. The roads would get repaired here while like commuting was down or like you would think something yeah. would have happened for. Oh, now would be a good time to test some new transit shit while things are slowed down or while essential workers are the only people. St- you know, it's like, let's try. Let's try shuttle buses and shit nope. like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they are doing some kind of they are doing some kind of. Uh, government version uh, or some kind of weird partnership that is basically like Uber or Lyft or something out like way out in the San Gabriel Valley. I don't think that's really taking off though because you know like Uber and Lyft already exist and they do the, right. they do the, the, the fucking thing already. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, but right. I, the, it's crazy though. I, I feel like every every neighborhood has uh, very similar stories about the the cut through traffic and it's specifically because well I mean you know like obviously there's there's ways or whatever but here in LA where basically everybody has a car like i think i think the the really wild statistic is i feel like they uh it's uh eight out of every 10 people in the city own a car uh and there are more there are actually more cars than there are people because a bunch of people own more than one car yeah (laughs) but it's it's wild though because like so many people are just like barely hanging on out here and cars are so expensive to own that we have essentially deputized a huge number of people, hundreds of thousands at a minimum, probably millions of people to become Uber and Lyft drivers in LA specifically. There's so many people doing this work here. And I feel it's like it's insane. Way, it's way more than like any other city that you could think of. 
I for sure because it's so and that's the crazy thing is that there's thousands of cars out on the street. I mean, in a pre I'm sure there's still a lot of people taking Ubers and Lyfts. I have a lot of young yeah. people who live in the buildings around me. They're in and out of Ubers and Lyfts all the time. I I have I I almost like wanted to call into LA Pod because I live I have a fucking party house on my street. <laughs> I have let people uh, call in. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, you should call an episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when do you record? <laughs> I keep calling you the house at all different hours. Gabrus, I'll just fucking tell you to call me when we're doing this. <laughs> Stop trying to guess when we're recording. <laughs> Just give me Alyssa's phone number. She'll answer me. <laughs> so you have like an influencer house or like one of the. I have a house, house. I have like a an apartment that has like a, a few big units and with like some roof access and some outdoor space. And then like the front unit is particularly big and no one ever seems to really live there. And it right. seems to be like an Airbnb. But about five months ago, me and my wife noticed They've had parties like weekly, and we're always like, it's some new asshole renting it. And then yeah. a few weeks ago, my wife and I noticed, uh, as someone who's been a bartender, caterer, uh, waiter, went to a bunch of events, you could yeah. see the back of a fucking high top <laughs> bar with like bottles on it. Like they, and they had those fucking like space heaters, like the restaurant, outdoor okay. space restaurants. And I'm like, those motherfuckers <laughs> are having a full on party, and no one's living there. And I'm like, oh my God. Actually, I should just tell on myself. The first time we yeah. discovered it was a party house was because my wife was, we were outside in front of our house and it's like really close. And I was just smoking a J and my wife's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, isn't there like 12 hot girls in that apartment right now? <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking? She's like half angry. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, looking, there's a huge window in this house. And I'm like, look in there. And there's like, 12 six foot tall women in black dresses like all doing their hair and hanging out together and i'm like i'm staying out here because maybe they're shooting an adult film or something <laughs> so i'm like i'm staying here as long as and then uh we like you know eventually go inside come out and it's like they were the wait staff they were cocktail waiters and yeah. bartenders for a huge bash and we were like these i'm like oh sexy oh no instead you're just a super spreader event <laughs> and not the fun kind of spreading you're just watching somebody <laughs> cater for a couple of hours. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Bullshit on several levels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, the <laughs> the funny thing to me though is like um, the influencer houses that apparently just like cannot be stopped because they're they're like revenue stream is completely dependent on just like Things being able happening. to show themselves. <laughs> at, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Show themselves having a good time or, or whatever on. They have on to give media. their followers FOMO. Like that's how their money is made. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's actually boom times for that. Really. If you put it that way, like it's so easy to give people. FOMO. <laughs> yeah, it's working. I got it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly though, um, I'm always, am I'm amazed by the, the, uh, the specific brand of like the Jake Paul uh, and Logan Paul sort of thing only kind of sort of has intersected with my uh, world of local politics because at one point in time, Mayor Garcetti in L.A. was trying to get them kicked out, apparently, of their of their party house. This was pre-COVID. Uh, and so they had their like army of followers uh bullying the mayor <laughs> that's just like the fun thing that you get out of social media i know it's so crazy i 
That's funny, too, because that was pre-COVID. They were just mad when he would have parties because uh, people were rich that lived on his street. Yes. Right? Like, that's always the case. Campaign donors. Yeah. Well, although I live by Cookies, the dispensary, and they've been dealing with a lot of, like, neighborhood drama because- Every time we walk past cookies, they have like new signs up and regulations. It's like no driving down this street whatsoever. No loitering. Like, because I think the people around here are like, also cookies attracts like a black and brown clientele uh-huh. as well. And I feel like people are like, there's a hundred black guys standing on the street. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they're at the number one tourist destination in your neighborhood. You fuck. And it's right. also happens to be essential. So it was the only thing open for like the last seven months that these kids could go to and hang out. And so many people, and I, you just saw the neighborhood up in arms and signage and cookies has like an army of security guards that are like blocks away and so, Sweeping the streets like I live like five blocks away and I'll get people in cookies, T-shirts, street sweeping like by hand just to like be like, don't hate us, neighbors. This is so We're fun. making I billions not- of money. I haven't ever billions of this- money. <laughs> <laughs> what? I haven't heard this dynamic with a specifically with a pot shop, but that, that is I think you're, you're probably exactly right. People are just like. <laughs> Black people aren't supposed to be this far from the Supreme <laughs> Store. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I moved six blocks shop. away from Fairfax to not ever see a black person. <laughs> <laughs> I live next to the Vivian Westwood here. <laughs> like, my neighborhood is so fucking weird for that shit. But what do we have hope in L.A.? Like it, to me, it feels crazy. Like oh, uh, two two questions. I have. I'll hold on to the second one. Do we have hope in LA? I feel like we're so green and recent elections of like Nithya yeah. and people, it feels like the the right pe- people who have like <laughs> other people are getting involved in local politics. People yes. like, like you and Hayes f- flip something for a bunch of people who, who are like, yeah, I guess like I can complain about Trump or I could like be a huge swing in this little s- council district which can have positive effects directly on mine and my neighbor's lives and you just open my eyes up to that so that being said roll that all into like do we should we have hope about la should we like about the future of like mass transit and like uh you know getting off uh fossil fuel cars complete dependency i I think so i i mean yeah i i think even going back a couple years like um Things have changed dramatically. Like something, an example that I can give that gives me hope for the future of transit in LA is that those uh, those cuts that they did to the bus service uh, where they, they were just like, okay, 25, 30% of the money that we're spending on buses, we're just going to cut it, fuck it, everything will be fine. Um, most of the people who ride the buses are very, very poor um, and we just don't care what they have to say. They actually went through and undid those changes um, just about a week ago because there was such a huge backlash to that. And that is something that I've never seen happen before in all the time, all the years that I've been watching Metro stuff here. Normally, people show up there like a handful of people show up. They're like, "Okay, you're making a very bad decision. It's going to hurt a lot of people. They're like, "Okay, cool check uh and then do it anyway Uh, i I totally agree is all they say (laughs) yes i agree (laughs) next and uh so like seeing them fully backtrack on something like that seems monumental 
Yeah, uh, and cool and thank you. I mean, like, uh, as as much as I love, um, as much as I love it when I hear from people like you know, LA Podcast got me into local issues and stuff like that. I feel like there's been a whole um, infrastructure. Like, we're incredibly lucky to have just this infrastructure that's been built up over several years. You know, groups like uh, DSA and um, other local advocacy orgs. We've done an incredible job of pushing that exact message that you're talking about. How do we channel some of the energy that exists here into some of the terrible ways uh, of living that people are just accustomed to and don't even think about on on a day to day basis? So I do have hope, um, and I think that uh, it's really just a, as a, as a a product of the energy that has been generated here, uh, and just seems like it is building and building every day. So. I, I'm yeah. hopeful that things will get better. From my small slice of uh, my small sample sale of LA people, which is a lot of comedy uh, people, Hollywood people, and podcast people, I'm happy to see a lot of uh, us freelancers with free, like people who don't aren't grinded to the core, like being like, yeah, Wednesdays I do this, like Mitra Juhari doing, uh, like all these mm-hmm. comedy people, Hayes being like maybe the. Uh, uh, the icon of that of just like yeah i got into uh, volunteering and then helping with like blah blah mm-hmm. and just seeing that and you're like oh that is something i could do with my time and and also i think i i you know i'm 39 now and i'm like i'm around for however many more years and it's like do i want to just care about like working money and going out to restaurants it's like maybe i'm and i don't have any kids and me and my wife currently are not planning on having any kids so it's yeah. like we got to spread our wealth out because I'm a big proponent of like, I mean, this is no one, this is not brilliant mind thinking or anything, but like, if we all just put out like 10%, if we moved our radius of what we are empathetic towards out 10% more, all of us, there'd be so much overlap of like our empathy radius that like, you you wouldn't, I think the generation before us, like our parents' generation, Scott, I think you're younger than me, but like our parents, my parents' generation was like the get your kids to college, get your kids health insurance and get your kids into a a nice job and get and and fuck here. And if your kids don't get it, it's because your neighbor got it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's like if a neighbor gets it, it's not for your kid. So do not. And then I think our generation is like. Man, especially like pressure off. I, I'm speaking, I don't have a kid that I'm stressed about. Like, I hope you're so I'm like, well, how do I make the world better for uh, what if I make the world slightly better for way more people? Like, right. yeah, I think we all have a, a mindset. I'm thir- I, I'm 30, so I, I, I feel like uh, my parents are very much of that same mindset that you're yeah, just yeah. describing <laughs> right. as much as, as much as I feel like, uh, you know they have laterally tried to to change that. I feel like it's pretty deeply instilled in them. Uh, but I feel like for us, like growing up, especially now, it's become very apparent that like we are the people who the ladder got pulled up on. Basically, like right, right. it's like what are we gonna be? What are we gonna be doing? Like uh, fight it, fighting over what's left after all the glaciers are melted right, or whatever. Right, right. And I, and I so I think it's partially age thing, partially like the vibe here. But I, I have confidence in LA just because we are. There is still that hippie wellness mm-hmm. undercurrent, which is dangerous. We're learning from General Michael Flynn, but uh, and the QAnon folks activating <laughs> the Venice Beach <laughs> bodybuilding community. 
I follow so many fitness influencers that I had to unfollow when QAnon started popping off. I was like, what, dude? I just <laughs> liked hearing your bicep routines. And now I'm like, you're reposting a video of like a long haired guy with a beard in a suit. And you're like, think about this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, uh, all of the like anti-vax and QAnon and like uh, all of the various West Side cultish tendencies <laughs> are going to connect up and we're all going to be fucked. <laughs> yeah. I, I look forward to the fucking well, like the yoga QAnon army waiting for us at fucking <laughs> <laughs> meet us at Justa. <laughs> or is it Jelena? What's the fucking uh, Jelena, Kinney yeah. restaurant? <laughs> I mean, they already tried to to do a like a the Munich beer hall putsch at at Erewhon. Basically, I know. I, yo, I that's so on brand. That had me texting a cop friend asking. Is it considered self-defense if I punch someone in the face who has no mask on next to me at the grocery store? I instantly the went there. Uh, he was like, you have, you can make a case. And then I joked, <laughs> I, I joked, I was like, well, whose side would the cops be on if I was the masked liberal? <laughs> uh, he didn't answer that. <laughs> I have a... I have a- on that note, I have a request into the LAPD for them to tell me everybody who... Uh, requested vacation time for the the stop the steal route. yes yes dude i we'll love <laughs> the reason dude, like, we had we've had we have reports of one cop there and he didn't go to the rally he just was sightseeing <laughs> washington dc yeah. on a wednesday alone <laughs> and then and then the next day they're like well he was there but he was displeased with the way that things played yeah. out or whatever <laughs> He was there, and he did watch a cop be brutally murdered by other off-duty cops dressed in uh, American flag makeup, and he was pissed. And oh. uh, and then, to, I mean, by next week, it's going to be, he was in the Speaker of the House's office, but he told people not to take her stuff. Taking yes, her mail that, was where he drew the line. That was his piss in Pelosi's wastebasket, but not his fecal matter. <laughs> My client did not shit. Okay, he shit a little, but it was mostly because he was peeing and he had to go. You know what? Send him to jail. <laughs> I contend it was already there. I contend yeah. that the shit was already there. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any evidence of the shit being put there. Shit could have been there the whole time. Uh, what, what do you think is an easy or uh, next step potential for Los Angeles. Like I feel like shouldn't like Los Angeles should be more bike friendly too. I know we're sitting here talking about uh, uh. buses and stuff and so, and the trains, but we do have like, you can ride for like 10 to 12 months out of the year. Here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you Whether can't ride in August. Maybe. Yeah, I, exactly. I, uh, I I know, and the the thing is, like you know, biking is extremely dangerous here, and I mean, like LA is not not alone in that. Like I, I feel like it's it's kind of tough in a lot of major cities, but I used to love riding my bike, and I would ride my bike from the west side to downtown LA where I was living. That was you know whatever, uh, twelve miles something like that, and that was scary, but I was enjoying it until I got hit by a car. And then I no longer was able to enjoy it. And I was Holy lucky, shit. you know, like it, I was lucky. Yeah. It was it was a very uh low speed collision. I was fine. 
um, other than having crippling medical debt. you know that, that. <laughs> I was fine. I, I I lucked out. I was healthy, and I I'll never ride a bike again because of anxiety and uh, PTSD. And I'm still paying off the debt from it. But I was one of the lucky ones, and that one is true. <laughs> and that's lucky, and it is it is a hundred percent true. I mean, uh, it, here we have the the bike share, um, which is actually something I've started experimenting with doing. The electric bikes are like a a fucking dream. I love that. Um, getting those just into more neighborhoods would make a huge difference here. Like if I if we get to a place where uh, people can go from Silver Lake, Echo Park, this area where there are those bikes um, at, out past Hollywood towards where you live, that makes a big difference. Like because those streets are some of um, some of the like most heavily trafficked, some of the like, you know, people making trips just either for pleasure or making really short trips to their to their work once pandemic is over so that that potentially has a lot of uh potential to change the way that people get around the city and think about moving around here but really uh it it all comes down to the buses i i started off being a big um and i still love taking the train here um i started off being a big booster for the train expansions locally and then you know, I kind of realized that I want to be able to like actually use some of the transit that, that is going to exist. Like, and, and a lot of these things, it, when you see like expected completion date for such and such rail line, and it's in the twenty seventies, um, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> we got to we, we got to focus on something a little bit closer at hand. Yeah, that, and that's the bus what's the last stuff. stop on this line? Fucking Atlantis. We're going to be underwater <laughs> in twenty seventy. <laughs> we got. We have to we have to build buses and shit so we use less gas so that we don't go underwater. That's like exactly. what we're trying. And there like, might be somewhere to go. <laughs> right, right. Like a, a big electric buses in designated lanes could be like you know think about just how quieter and cleaner and nicer smelling L.A. could be in like no time from there. That's a selling point. Nicer yeah. smelling. Let's, yeah. let's fucking do, let's make LA smell a little bit better. Uh, honestly, that's the thing that drives me up a fucking wall is because the the barrier to all of this is yeah. individual people who are like, I don't, I'm not, I'm never gonna ride the bus. I'm rich yeah. or whatever, and it's like, fine, <laughs> but vote for the bus. <laughs> You're not gonna street park either. <laughs> like, just fucking. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's like it's there. There's just like a, a small, and it's honestly small, but it, there's just like a small cohort of people who get viscerally upset when they see a bus or like a yeah. person waiting for the bus, and they're just like, "This is this is a waste of my time and tax dollars." Seeing there's, this, there's that weird like. Uh, what like LA totally has the hippie vibe, but there's also a weird like libertarian bent out here where people are just like, I don't want to pay taxes for it unless whatever. And and that's sort of like a weird holdover from a very outdated version of California. But uh, you know, I don't know, until all those people move to Dallas, I guess <laughs> that's what we're working <laughs> with. <laughs> I keep reading stories about how they're all moving to Texas and it's so much better there. And yet it seems like there are still more people to to go. So, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> right, Joe, Joe Rogan has to. I got to leave L.A. It's too soft. It's too woke. I got to move to Austin. Oh, right. OK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh, you have to move from Calabasas to Austin, Texas. <laughs> and Got to recover what's major a little di- bit of my edge. <laughs> yeah. and, and what do we know about you, Joe Rogan? You recently signed a million-dollar deal for Spotify. And what do we know about Texas? No income tax. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> oh, have fun. <laughs> okay, yeah, you hate California. Got it. <laughs> that's, that's the shit that, like, we were joking, but, like, put out an ad or get a campaign going that's like, imagine walking down fucking Silver Lake Boulevard, insert this street, where there's half the amount of cars and it's quiet yes. electric buses and, like, the sidewalk's big enough that you don't, if someone is walking slow or wait, that's the other thing with LA. If someone's waiting for a bus or someone is unhoused or temporarily on the street, yep. it's a big to do because <laughs> we have no space for anybody. Cause we don't think about the people on the space. All we care about is like M- Melrose is four lanes. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Four <laughs> lanes and parking on both sides. That's six lanes. Yeah, it's wild. It's like, <laughs> what do we need six lanes for? And it's dead stop traffic the whole time. It's like, I don't. God, we I, need more more like you, John. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> but I want, I, I, I understand not wanting to ride the bus personally if you're one of those yeah. people. But if we pay money and infrastructure into getting but you're never going to be forced to ride the bus <laughs> this, this is, is what, the this thing. is where i get really worked up scott because this is a this is the same shit as abortion and the same shit as <laughs> exactly. anti-vax yes. where it's like no one's saying you have to get an abortion you're saying we're not allowed and i'm saying you we and me because i'm putting myself on the the left side <laughs> of i believe women should, could do whatever the fuck they want to their bodies so but these people aren't just saying like well, we, I won't like I disagree if you say I will never let my daughter get an abortion, but that might be the only person you're allowed to not let get an abortion. Right. And like, I get it. You don't want to vaccinate your kids. I don't get it. Let them die. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but you're not allowed to stand in front of Dodger Stadium and not let other people, other get, people vax. get the COVID. Yeah. This I is, get, this if if the they're thing. dragging you out of your house to get a fucking needle in your arm. I'm with you on the 1984 of it all. OK, the Orwellian <laughs> of it all. When Whatever that happens, the death, death panel ver- <laughs> the version of death panels that applies to uh, buses. <laughs> I would, I honestly, personally, would be part. I would volunteer. I'd be part of that. I'd drag uh, people out of their homes and force them to ride the Melrose bus. I, I don't care. But you're right. That seems like it's a little bit far fetched. I don't think that that's necessarily what's going to happen if we say uh, put in bus only lanes. The thing that to me seems like an obvious goal but is never never a goal that seems like it comes out of any politician's mouth here is LA is the foremost and this, this is something people don't think about LA is the foremost bus city in the country like we've lost a ton of bus ridership and yet like it, it is clearly the backbone of our system here uh in a way that the subway is in new york city in a way that the the l is in chicago it's clearly the the centerpiece of our transportation system and uh you know more than a million people a day are are riding it to get around out of the you know 10 million people that live in the county so many Jeez. people are using this. I had no idea it was that high. Uh, that's a stat it's, it's I want to know. It's, fall, it's fallen quite a bit from there. So I feel like it's now like 800 some odd thousand because of like Lyft and Uber and, and because yeah, it yeah. sucks. But the thing is like when you look at that and you see there's the um, the existing demand for that transportation service, it seems like the, the reasonable response would be LA should have 
the best bus system in the world. Why not? Right. It's not even that's not even a goal that like a lot of other places have or have to state. But in L.A., it very much could be what we're targeting. And it's just simply not like we're, we're always like, OK, well, good enough is fine for the buses. And uh, and then they'll be like, oh, oh, but in but in 50 years, check out our rail. But it's going to yeah. blow you away. <laughs> well, until I said like these people are like, well, I'm not going to ride the bus, so I don't care. I'm like, well, what if we make the bus great? Yeah, exactly. maybe maybe you'd ride it. Maybe exactly. Maybe the reason we don't ride it is because it's uh, in, more inconvenient than it has to be, a more crowded than it has to be, a little more difficult to use than it has to be. If we simplify all that and make it easy for people, maybe you people might not use their cars. Or once a week, a person who would normally drive for that errand will be like, "Well, yes. if I'm not really going off Melrose, I'll just take the train all the way down to Osteria Labuca and jump out there and have dinner." Like, exactly. like just shit you can do. If buses are, that's what like in New York City, it's just like you could be like, uh, yeah, we'll get on the one and we'll go up and we'll get out at 76 because it's somewhere around there. In L.A., it's like, what? Oh, no. Public transit is not even like the conversation. <laughs> People would be like, get in your car. It's brutal. It's 11 hours of traffic to go eight <laughs> miles. But that's the only way to do it. That's it's like, the well, only there's option. Buses. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait, I mean, just- I, I've had so many uh, experiences, if this, even even when I lived downtown, surrounded by all the where all the train lines connect up, um, just trying to get people to try transit and being like, you know, this this big booster for like, look, I hate driving. Uber is expensive. Let's let's just take the bus. Let's take the train uh, ev- without fail. Every single time I've tried to. Uh, introduce somebody new to the the metro system it's like okay we get to the we get to the bus stop and uh yeah that bus said that it was coming in two minutes but actually it came two minutes ago and the next one's not coming for an hour and and people are like you fucking do this (laughs) all right let's grab an uber me to do this (laughs) (laughs) okay your your treat on the uber then (laughs) (laughs) nightmare wait scott i just thought of something you told me when you were riding your bike once you got hit by a car, we just talked about this a pod. Yes. Weren't you also mugged while jogging? I was not jogging. I was walking home from seeing the movie Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the Vista. I was, I was actually just talking on, on LA Podcast about uh, how I have so many experiences going to, to the Vista, one of which was a uh, stampede when people thought that there was like a potentially a shooter in the lobby and i was like yeah i have so many experiences at the vista it's the closest theater to me but it's definitely not my favorite theater in la bad memories attached to it <laughs> i totally forgot i'm like man got hit by a car oh my god didn't you also <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was on my block too. I was literally I was on my block and I got bugged. Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking bummer. <laughs> <laughs> were they I think you talked about it on an episode of the LA Pod, but were they young kids? Were they younger? Oh, yeah. Rather? They were teenagers. Yeah. They were yeah. teenagers. I mean, and uh one guy hit me in the side of my face. I managed to whatever whatever else I can say, I managed to hold on to my phone, which was what they were trying to get off me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then at a certain point, I think that they were afraid that the uh the car that that they came in was going to leave without them. So they just booked it 
And I was like, <laughs> so they never got anything from you. They, they didn't just get like anything from me. They just no. rough roughhousing, trying to grab the phone, and, just <laughs> yeah. get, I and you get it. You get in the house. It's like your screen time is up. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I just fought for you, Siri. <laughs> oh no, I activated her. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get my steps in that day. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't beat that level of drop seven yet. Like ribbing it out of the guy. <laughs> no, I just got I just got a, a photo in the DMs. Let me open it before you take it, please. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't remember what I was doing at that time, but it. Uh, I think the most likely thing is it's just me with my phone out texting somebody. Hey, just saw Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Just saw Jojo Rabbit. Nazis are bad, huh? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Guys mug you like, what the fuck are you texting your friend to? (laughs) (laughs) I like that movie. It didn't have much sticking power with me. Like I have no desire to watch it again, but I I enjoyed it when I watched it. Not as much as everyone else did. People went ham for it, but I I liked it. I liked the I liked it too. Friend, that little kid was so cute. Yeah, it was. Scarlett Johansson. I, I liked that. I liked that for her. Uh, yeah. You know, anti-Nazi warrior. Better than... Black Widow. Better than a better Russian than operative. Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was <laughs> A movie where we're rooting for the, a beautiful woman who's a Russian spy. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's America. Everyone's gonna be black widows. <laughs> the future, <laughs> black widow everywhere. Tons of Putin's got a lot of black widows. Uh, <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any like dream things for LA? Like like down the like imagine you know like what's what's the Fraser twenty seventy plan for LA? Like if you, if you have God. like if you're playing Sim LA. And it's time, like, what, what, what are you focusing on? What are you building up? What, do you, what, what are you trying to get going? Uh, I mean, honestly, the, the, thing for, the thing for LA that seems like what we should really be doing is, I mean, what, what we are actually doing is we're building streetcars that go, I mean, they're, they're in their own lane and everything, but the light rail, like, streetcar that goes 60 miles out in one direction and you're riding it. You're like, what the fuck? This is not. This is not fast enough. This is frankly just like it, it's not really an option comparable to even spending a ton of time uh, in a car on the freeway. Uh, what LA needs to do and isn't really doing is have a, a much more like regional vision for how people get around. Like if you go to, I mean, yeah, like. Uh, New York is not the actually not the best example of this, but like the LI R, those kind of trains that are more suburban oriented. Um, Paris has a fantastic system like that, uh, like which is so much fun to to ride. Oh, I went when we went to Paris with my wife. She, uh, she's like, "It's vacation. Let's just take Ubers." And I go, "You have no idea how much it means to me to figure out the stops to get to fucking Jim Morrison's grave. Right? Like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna look it up myself. I'm gonna find it all. And it's a little easier with apps and now and shit these days. But I enjoyed thoroughly and being like." Okay, I think we transfer at the next, you know. Yeah. And miss and missing a stop like on vacation, I love missing the train stop being like, but I think if we get out and walk back, we should get like I love 
accidentally finding that that's what i do when i'm on the road as a comedy person like if they have yeah. public transit in their town i always want to take it and paris is it's so and it's like so good yeah when you look at like a zoomed in a zoomed out overhead you're like it's like makes sense <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. where you're like oh this one goes north <laughs> this one goes west but you you were saying i'm sorry you just said something the regionality of la yeah that, that like that could be the future of like if you get yourself to the basin, it's easy uh -huh. to get around. Like, that, oh, that it should be it. It kind of sucks to get from uh, Burbank to the basin via public transit. But once you're in the basin, you can shoot around. Once you're in ba uh, Burbank, it's easy to go up and down. Like, everyone have their systems. Like, that would be, and then the jump would be the sort of like in New York City when you're like, this, the train is great, but I'm on the west side and I sucks to go across town. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So what you want is uh, you want a situation where if you're like in this central part of L.A., if you're in the basin, that you have the option to get really quickly around all of the uh, all of the main points there, the really dense neighborhoods that we've got. Uh, but if you're going further out, um, instead of having these like, you know, kind of slow, slower trains that are making local stops, et cetera, you want to be able to have a, uh, a more regional option, something that gives you. Um, so like, for example, our first light rail line that we opened uh, is from downtown L.A. to downtown Long Beach. And people in L.A. are think about that as all part. I mean, Long Beach is a separate city, but it's like all part of the same big LA organism but in reality it's 25 miles away and that train takes over an hour to get there um, and so it's kind of just like you need to think about that as something that is like a regional distance something that right. you're going to you're going to handle that by stopping fewer times making a train that goes faster uh, and that's the common practice when you go out to any other suburban to urban right. transportation here we We've kind of convinced ourselves that there is no city and there's also no suburbs, um, but it's not really it's not really true. I mean, it's like it's a common thing that people say about L.A., but it's it, it, there is a city and there is suburbs. We just sort of uh, have gotten they, used they to not of, seeing it. They're a little more intertwined rather than like as delineated as yes. other cities. But you're describing something that appeals to me, too, because that could help L.A. a lot, too, is easy ways to get into LA from outside of LA. Like that, yeah. like the, if you work in downtown LA and you live in West Hollywood and you want to drive to work, that's an hour drive. That means you could live in long beach and, and commute yeah, to exactly. downtown LA for in an hour. And that's exactly. like long beach rent, a little more affordable than we <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, right. like think about all those like f places that people want to live, but they can't because it may like, if there was like a train that went from like Playa and then got somewhere near over here, you know what I mean? Yes. Or like a, a like you can live in fucking what are the some of the weird like Altadena and like you know those areas that people move to or like all the way uh, outside deep into the valley and like a sh a quick way to get you into Hollywood. And like, the crazy thing is like this is this is um when you think about it regionally like that and like yeah getting from playa getting from the beach cities to the the center of la it's um it's almost like unfathomable i th i think you know there are people who do it there are people who go from manhattan beach or whatever to work in la live uh but um it sounds miserable I, yeah i mean 
there's a reason Kobe Bryant was taking helicopters everywhere. It's like <laughs> you're not <laughs> you're not fucking doing that, generally speaking. We're gonna blame LA transit on we're gonna blame Kobe's death on LA Department of Transportation. I'm here. I'm I'm here to do that. That is what <laughs> <laughs> That's if you take away one thing from me being on my mind, I want it to be that LA DOT has blood on their hands. <laughs> We started but, talking about this la- like last year, like right after Kobe died, and I was just like planning it all along. Like, that's my big. That's my big reveal. <laughs> uh, I I hope I hope we see some of this stuff because opening up LA to like live outside of LA and work yeah. here with with easy commuting without it being cars, like because yeah. what we know LA is going to do before they would ever be like dedicated bus lanes this train they all just put like a second level on the 405 like it just be like drive the upper 405 so now it's 16 <laughs> lanes or whatever <laughs> which is horrifying like we're just going to add more roads or lanes which stresses me out when it's like if we if people can get from malibu into the city without ever going on the 405 rich people might live there and commute like yeah uh, I was so jealous. A friend of mine worked at Netflix and they had like little Netflix organized it because they had such bad, it's so many employees and could not overwhelmed with parking that they hired shuttles and they got shuttles that were like, it it, it leaves like from deep West Hollywood, like Beverly Hills and drives down. And it's like, like my buddy when he lived in San Francisco and worked at Instagram, he had the same thing where it's like the bus takes him to and it's like a Wi-Fi bus and it's like hybrid and it's like uh-huh. why is it gotta panels. be Yeah, why is it gotta be <laughs> private enterprise that does all this shit when the city could fucking do this for people? And if people move outside of LA, rent goes down, the it becomes less congested. And if people aren't commuting in and out, traffic is easier, people are visiting more, people are working more. It's like it's, you just got to give them a reasonable option that's different than just being alone in a in a car, and that's and that is totally what we failed to do. At this point, though, it's it's like uh, the the buses, the rail expansion, that's not even in the race right now. I mean, as far as what the city is actively attaching itself to, it's like a race between Elon Musk's underground freeway tunnels and uh, Uber's Olympics. hell hella bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then like uh, personal drones, the yeah. Olympics, like all the shit that they're like, you're like, no one wants any of this. We just want right. to be able to. I, I've been doing so much more walking in quarantine, like for exercise, mental yeah. health, everything, just like getting a few miles in every day. And just I don't want to drive somewhere to hike because I'm like, oh, I'll just it'd be better to walk the neighborhood. But after a while, you're like. I have to walk like two miles to get to something new, which is fine. That's life yeah. in like a suburb area. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, this shouldn't be that hard. Like, no. I, <laughs> like, like I rode my bikes, my bike through Brooklyn. I was terrified, but I did it. I, and I would not, I sold my bike a week after I, I thought I was going to be riding everywhere. I was researching bike paths to the beach. I'm like, I'm going to ride everywhere. I don't want to be a car guy. I got on my bike once here and then put it on Craigslist for $50 right after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. It's brutal. It's like, horrifying. Trying to make, it's it really horrible. is ter- so scary. It's scary to be on the sidewalk and the street here. <laughs> There's like no safe space. <laughs> 
every once in a while I jump on a bird out of pure excitement just to fucking like if I walk like three miles away from my house and find a bird I'm like this is how I'm getting home <laughs> I just <laughs> smoke a joint jump on the bird put on a podcast put on LA pod and just buzz down my slow streets of Oakwood that people are driving fucking seven miles an hour down. I I walk the slow streets and I'm the guy be- and all because you guys bring it up. I, I'm the guy who walks out into the middle of the street and stands off the side. <laughs> slow streets because they're just all knocked down. Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, people are just like gunning for those. They clip them. <laughs> Aiming for them. Yeah. Slow streets. <laughs> um, Scott, this was a blast, man. Thank you for Thank coming you for on High and Mighty me. and chopping it up. Uh, got anything you want to plug? Tell these people where they can find you. Tell them about the Sepulveda Pass. Tell them about everything. <laughs> I uh, yes, I can be found at uh, S A Frazy F R A Z I E on Twitter. I am on the L A podcast, which is every Monday with a new episode about local news, politics, and uh, my aforementioned compulsion to talk about L A transportation. <laughs> uh, we. We are actually working on a couple of other things right now. We do have the Sepulveda Pass, which is our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the LA pod. Uh, and um, the other thing that we have coming is a big history of the fashion district, which I'm really excited about. We're going to put it out as its own show all about the history of uh, one of Los Angeles's most intensely criminal neighborhood. <laughs> so if you are a true crime person, if you're a history person, uh, if you are a, 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 a communist organizer, there will be something in that for everybody. show for everybody. Yes. Uh, we, we are very excited about that one. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend people check out the LA pod. Even if you don't live in LA, I think you might enjoy some of like, the energy and attitudes you guys in this and the lights you're shining are things that are, can be helped out in any mu- municipality or town or city or whatever, wherever you live. Uh, and also it's entertaining and you guys are funny uh, and <laughs> hell of a fucking theme song, <laughs> hell of a theme song. And I'm one of the few that likes the new one, the one that got relegated to the to end the of the outro. episode because I'm a huge fucking fan of Friedkin in that movie. Uh, <laughs> Surprise! I'm glad no you're holding. I'm glad you are holding it down for the new theme song because I'm I, holding it down for the new theme. I text Hayes that too to no response. Not a great communicator. <laughs> You'll get back um, to you next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll get back to me when I text him about something else. He'll be like, "Oh yeah, thanks about the song too." But <laughs> when he reads both <laughs> both of them for the first time in 2022. <laughs> I'm at Gabris on everything. My other podcasts are Action Boys and the Gino Lombardo Show. Check those out. Uh, they those cost money, so I don't care if you don't listen to them. But thank you for listening to High and Mighty. Um, check out uh, and check out LA Pod. That's the main thing I want you to get away. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players.
players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now, somewhere, somehow, body blow, body blow, body. someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room here. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.